thank you, thank you. Um, let me get this little button out. <laughs> so, you know, <clears throat> I to, we're very close to Passover, two more days, three more days to Passover. And I know that Roshi always likes me to say a few words about Passover and Easter in general at this time of year. And it is my great, great honor and delight to do so. You know, every year, every year, it's, it's, I see something different, which is so wonderful. And I thank my Zen practice for that, to keep my eyes fresh, fresh. I think that's what this practice is, is to keep our eyes fresh. And I want to talk about that a little bit regarding the Haggadah. The Haggadah is the scripture for the actual Passover Seder itself. And it, it describes different events, different activities. But the one thing I'm going to talk about today, and I'm actually writing a Haggadah for the simple son <laughs> through the eyes of the simple son. I've always wanted to do this my whole life, and finally I'm doing it. And let me tell you what that's about. In the Haggadah, they describe four sons. One, the wise, and we are all, of course, each of these. However, there's the wise son. He's a good guy. <laughs> and he's supposedly, supposedly the wise son. So he learns everything. He studies. He follows. He does all that's required of him. And, and he's considered the wise son. And I always thought that. <laughs> but now, let's continue this. The next son is the son, unfortunately, called the wicked son. Uh, that was always painful for me to call anybody wicked. I don't like that. However, that's why is he wicked? Why? Because he says, what are all these teachings mean to you? Not to him. He's excluding himself from the community. He's separating himself. He's, and, and then one of the basic heartbeats of Judaism is do not separate yourself from the community. We're all one and we need to be there for each other. Sangha, Sangha, really. And it's, it's, it's a big mistake to separate yourself, to be isolated, not to care for, for your fellow brothers and sisters. Okay, who's the third son? The simple son. The simple son. Because his sense also, he's the Zen man. And what is he? Why is he the simple son? Because he doesn't go along with everything at all. But what does he say? He, his question is, what is this? Now, of course, we know that's a very famous Zen koan. I love to see the way Judaism and Catholicism and Christianity, where they intersect with Zen. I love it. I love it. To me, it's so gives me so much hope and, and 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 joy. And he says, "What is this?" And he's considered simple. Now, what is this? He, let me talk for a moment. I'll tell you who the fourth son is, and then we'll talk about this beautiful simple son and how to live his life. I love him, her, it, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so what's the fourth son, I think, is even wiser in my estimate than even the simple son. And what does he say? He doesn't even know how to ask a question. Wow. Wow. See, now he, 
it's maybe considered down at the bottom of the rung, but no, to me, he's at the top of the mountain. He doesn't even know how to ask, no questions, no conflict, no, no skepticism. He, you could think of him as fully, fully in faith, fully in love. I don't even know how to ask a question. I say, yes, life is beautiful. I take everything like Kutaroshi once said, just take it. I love that. Just, yes, yes. A deep bow. This son does, I love that son. And he and the simple son are very similar, but the simple son is engaged in a query in a sense. What is this? Now let me talk a little about the simple son because it's really talking about Zen and it's talking maybe also about the way through the Red Sea, the way to through our troubles, through our conflict, through our sense of limitation. And if, and if we look at Pharaoh as a magician, very involved in wanting to dominate, to create the world differently, hooked into the world of appearances, hooked in, which we all are to one extent or another. All of these characters, which they are in the story, they're just reflections of different aspects of ourself and our own experience. And it's a beautiful guide through i love the image of the red sea that which we think if we step in will be drowned it's unknown it seems dangerous but when one steps in with total faith and total connection to the voice of god or the voice of the divine you pass through the disease part your troubles it's the illusions dissolve is what it's really about the disillusion of fear and of illusion so let's go back for a minute because I'm going to connect all of this at the end of the talk. Let's go back a minute to this simple son. I want to talk a little more about him. When he says, what is this? It's a very radical statement. He's not buying in to the stories, to the prefabricated opinions, definitions. He's, he can't be manipulated. He can't be tossed and turned around. He is digging deep into his own inner wisdom. He's asking a radical question. You know, all the koans, in a sense, are very radical questions. And that's why I love them. <laughs> because they they flip something topsy-turvy and they say, look for yourself. Look through your own eyes. Live your own Seder. Each one. Live your own life. Not an imitation life because you're buying into all the opinions, conclusions of, of so many. It's a whole, I don't want to go on a sidetrack, but you could really see the truth of that when you have an issue and you go to doctors and the biggest experts in the world giving you one wrong thing after another. You have to take charge of your own health, of your own, not only physical, but your own spiritual and emotional life. It's in your hands to touch the eternal in your own way. It's not one size fits all. And in each moment, it might be different. How beautiful is that? Each moment, there's a new opening when we're very willing to stand like this simple son. He's simple. He's does, he doesn't have conflict. He's not judging good and bad, right and wrong. He's not in... He's not putting his faith and trust in his intellect. And, and that is what Dawi 
of course, calls the, the, the dualistic mind, the great Zen master Dawi. He said, there, he said, let go of the dualistic mind that's always fighting, posing, screaming, causing so much pain that the pain is not outside in the world. It's in our own mind, how we react to things. When we react through the dualistic mind, trying to decide, am I good, am I bad, is this right, is this wrong, am I going to be punished? You know, so many, I suppose you're going to say lifetimes, <laughs> so many years I've had such dread of being punished, thinking I'm so bad, I've done so much wrong, over and over, Even, and yet all of a sudden I can see, thank you God, I can see there's no punishment coming from elsewhere except within our own dualistic mind the mind that hates it hates it opposes it dominates it's trying to be smarter than god so to speak i know better no you don't <laughs> no you don't that's why you're not the wise son just be more the simple son and zazen is a great gateway to that it's a great gateway you know, I was reading one of the great values and gifts of this time of being so secluded and, and like we're in forced monks in a way. And it's really, del you have no choice. You can't join the party, be distracted. It's a time to delve deeply, deeply, deeply into the teaching that all the distractions, all the world of appearances, when we approach it with our mind that judges and decides and is intellectual, it will cause great pain. It has to. Oh my goodness, I'm going to lose this, or that thing happened to someone else, all of that. And we feel, well, it happened because I'm bad, or this one's bad, or that one's bad. But when we can just see, I think, this is just, I'm not talking, but we can just see that it's our own mind, our own dualistic mind, torturing us with all these thoughts with all this desire to dominate and to change the world. Nothing wrong with the world. It says, in the, it says, God looked and saw the world was good. He said, this is good. It's good. Everything is good. I was reading in one of the beautiful Zen scriptures the other day, and it said, I had a laugh. We can, we can drink. We can taste. We can smell. We can see. Ah, what freedom. We don't have to take, we don't have to monitor all of that. Everything is happening by itself. Everything is happening through the hand of God, you could say, or by itself, whatever way you want to language it. And as we sit in Zazen, a kind of Zazen that's not trying to dominate like Pharaoh or control the world or even to get anything more than what we have. <clears throat> Everybody wants to get something. And when you're rushing to get, 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 you're not even connecting to what you have, which is incredible. You can see. You can taste your breakfast. You breathe naturally and automatically. Ah, as Dawi said, what freedom. And, not to, and there are so many gifts. So many gifts. When we're going through to the promised land, it's such a wonderful symbol of not being a slave to getting, 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 and to the all the so-called 
rulers of the world of appearances. But when we sit, we just say, no, no, thank you. We don't have to fight it. We don't have to strangle it. Just no, thank you. Just sit with no goals. Stop doing, stop grabbing, stop wanting to get enlightened. That's silly because enlightenment is just revealing what's already there in us and in everyone and in everyone, everyone. So, so that kind of zazen, I wrote down four steps actually, or four, and I'm going to, four ways to become the simple son or practices. I like practices. I, I wrote them down, I hope I have them here. Yes, yes, and I, this is my wish to, to begin to practice more and more in this way. This is the end of the road, no need to fight time. Just sit down today as if this is it. Today is the day. No, nowhere to go. This is the, I love that. Not fighting time, saying yet, yeah, entering into it. And you sit down, there's no mystery <laughs> to unravel. No one to dominate, nothing to win. Nothing to do, no one to be special. No winners or losers. How beautiful, right? Just sit like that. All done. It's all done. We're letting go. We're just letting go into what we think of as somebody said, well, that's very boring. It's like being dead. That's boring. Who's, how do you know death is boring? <laughs> how do you know this is boring? We, you see, what we want in life is the drama, the conflict, the excitement. So this seems boring. However, Dowie also says, when you completely let go like that, your hands are full, full of beauty. Wow. And what everything you're looking for is just then revealed by itself. Now that is so beautiful to me. Sit like that. That is the entrance way through the Red Sea to the promised land. That kind of zazen. Just sit down. And just before they were about to, they were trying to cross the Red Sea and Moses prayed to God, help, help. And God said, what are you praying to me for? Take a step, <laughs> take an action. And of course, the moment you take that action in faith, and it looked very scary, but they did it, the sea opened, the conflicts dissolved, the clarity came. So this kind of zazen to me is like, take a step, take a step through the Red Sea, through all those so-called limitations and struggles and conflicts, just sit down like that. You know, the more Pharaoh opposed the call of God, the worse the plagues got of all kinds. And when he stopped, finally he failed. He couldn't, he saw he couldn't, he couldn't win in his battle against the divine. So he just stopped and everything went away. And that's the same thing here too. When you sit like that, stop the battle, stop the battle, just sit in the middle of this, whatever it is, wholeheartedly, not trying to get away, not trying to win it, not trying to get enlightened, not trying to get free. You already are free. Just sit in that. 
So that was, that's my Passover, passing through the sea, passing into beautiful Zazen. And, and it's also about time, passing through the fear of time and what will happen now. We have to sit in the middle of that because it can rule and ruin our life, truly wreck it, create plagues of all kind, that dualistic mind creating all the pain. So just let it go. <laughs> not, so, not so hard, just cut it out. People say, well, how do I let go? It's too hard. No, it isn't. Actually, it's very simple. Just sit down and cut out, losing and winning. Let yourself fail. Okay, I'm a total failure. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be a Zen failure. I love it. <laughs> That's fine. I'll be the simple son. I'll even be the one who doesn't know how to ask a question. See, to me, that's not the failure. He's, he's right there. So we're turning it all around. And um, I'm really looking forward to a, a brand new Seder. Just the way we look forward to a brand new day, a brand new raindrop. I'm looking forward to every moment of it, brand new. So I'm, I'm talking too much, but I love to talk with everyone. And um, it's great to see you. I wish you a beautiful Easter, beautiful holiday. And, um, and thank you. Thank you for having me here. So good to see everyone. Such beautiful people here. I love them all. Thank you. Brenda, you're always most welcome. Thank you. Gracious. Thank you.